on the front lines with Elijah Black, composer, rock star, musician, actor, songwriter, you name it. Lester Green presents Out on the Front Lines with Elijah Black. Hey, Elijah Black. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) It's so good to see you. Absolutely. Hey, it's great to see you too. Welcome to Out on the Front Lines. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, we're all kind of, you know, getting through this, but um, I mean, things are good. I'm surviving. I've been having a blast. Um, yeah. You know, performing and, and doing that, doing my thing. So, yeah. I've been stay, uh, staying pretty busy. I see that. You want to talk about those performances? How did the idea come out or come about with you saying, okay, I'm going to start performing shows for people? Well, you know, um, when, the, when the first, when the epidemic started back in February, March, um, musicians knew they would take a hit because there were no clubs to play in anymore, you know. So people, I saw a lot of artists that started streaming their, their shows on Facebook. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty cool thing. So I, I sat around, I probably watched, um, you know, a dozen performers. And when what sparked it was Bill Withers passed away. Um, oh. I, I think like March 30th of this year, he passed away. And um, I was just, I was bumming, you know, because he was one of my, like, heroes from the 70s and um so i just thought i'm gonna go online i'm gonna do one of these unplugged like i see all these other artists doing and i i did um two songs of his um as a tribute to him and then i um i i thought it would take up a lot of time but it was only like 10 minutes (laughs) so i ended up doing one of my songs i ended up doing believe and like 800 people or something tuned in and saw that and I was shocked like I just could not believe it and a lot of people said wow this is awesome I I, you should do this every week and so that's that's what I did I started doing them every week and so I've actually done two seasons the first season was a dozen episodes Um, and I know I spoke about you in one of my episodes uh, <laughs> of the first season. Uh, I appreciate that. And then I took, um, I did about a dozen of them. And, and, you know, they're kind of grueling. I mean, it's a process to do them because the way I started doing them, it got to be mo- much more than just three songs. Um, you know, the first one I decided to do about an hour before I brought it broadcast. Um, but the rest of them, I mean, I'm working all week, wow. really trying to get them done. Wow. Yeah, because I've come up now. Season two, uh, I took about eight weeks off in the summer because I figured people are going to be traveling, and you know, uh, so I. I but I, I spent about eight weeks learning about sixty songs, sixty new songs, getting ready for season two. So <laughs> people don't see that work; they don't see that preparation. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I've done, right now I've done 23 episodes total. Um, That's awesome. Season two's been really great because I've, I've, I learned a lot from season one and I spent those eight weeks trying to figure out how I could make season two, you know, even better than season one. And I, I wanted them to be a little tighter. So I just went, I, I'm trying to get the episodes to come in um, under 70 minutes, you know, somewhere around an hour. And I've got a formula. I do six brand new cover songs each week. Every week I do six new songs. And then I rotate uh, three of my originals in the set. And, but I've been doing trivia for the songs too. So it's... Yeah, it's, so I like it because... You're not just playing songs. You have stories that accompany the songs. You'll say, oh, yeah, this song means a lot to me because so-and-so really liked it or this is what inspired it. There's always something attached to it. 
And then while you're doing it, you're also shouting out people who are watching it virtually and saying, oh, right. hey, Kim, how's it going? Kim, I haven't seen you in a while. I remember seeing you in Jersey. How's everything going? How's the kids? So it's like a real performance. It's a real event. It's not just you playing or singing. And that's what I love about it. It's so interactive, if that makes any sense. And I think it's great. I love it. I'm a huge I, I, it adds it adds to the spontaneity of the show. Like I can't write yeah. that beforehand. Yeah. Um, but know. it was a whole process. Like, you know, you have to set up this, I have to set up this computer as a monitor. Um, and, and, you know, it only broadcasts through your phone. I mean, you know, you've got your phone here yeah. and it broadcasts through these little speakers. Wow. I mean, there's no it, cheating. And it. this is, this is the video. Yeah, you can't, because it's live, you can't go through, like, a studio setup. Yeah, but it so, looks great, though. It, the quality is great. Yeah, well, these cameras are cool. And Facebook um, Facebook has found a way to broadcast live video. I mean, it's so simple. Ten years ago, to do something like this would have been, you know, yeah, impossible. And then, yeah, and then you even play for stores i remember there was one show that you did where all the proceeds were going to a special oh. and i was saying wow that's so not only is it smart but it's so generous of you to do that because obviously you don't have to do that but the fact that you do it says a lot about who you are can you talk to us about that and how that came about yeah, I, you know, I'm originally from Portage Lakes, Ohio, just a, a small town south of Akron. And um, the clubs there, you know, I, I, I know everybody there personally. I know all the owners of the clubs, most of the people that work in all these clubs, I know them. And, you know, the clubs took the first hit during this pandemic back in like March and April. All of a sudden they're closed. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, how many hot dogs do you have to sell in for takeout to make money, you know? So those guys took it hard. And um, every year, Thanksgiving night, the night before Thanksgiving, I play a show in the Portage Lakes. And so I picked a place. It was Dano's. I picked a place that I knew he would be ultra generous. Like he would take this money and he would pay it forward. Like, he would do things to help other people yeah. um, because they're all, you know, the, the town I'm from, uh, they're just a bunch of beautiful, great people. So um, that's what I did. And I, I put it, you know, PayPal, uh, they had a PayPal link to Dano's. So the money just went right to them. Right. I, I didn't see any of it. And uh, I, I think, you know, people like to do that. They know they're donating it, you know, right to, but again, like I said, Dano paid it forward. He also found people that would, they were secretly going to match whatever I made. Oh, nice. They, people were going to match it. And nobody really knew that. So yeah, I um, love that. I love that too. I, I love that. And it, I was so happy I picked them. Yeah. You know, I was so happy about that. So, yeah. yeah. These are the stories that go unnoticed and unheard. And so I think it's important to shed light on them. And I'm just wondering, by being surrounded by so many great people, does it inspire your music, especially now during this whole pandemic? Has it sparked something new? This whole thing um, sparked something new. I, and it was all by the reactions and listening to people really on my show is I didn't realize like, I was very lucky, you know, Larry is, is this unbelievable painter. Yeah. Oh, and um, you know, we have a lot of his paintings here. And so what we started noticing with the comments were, you know, like four of them would be about music and another one would be about his artwork and then four about music and then another, and then his artwork started taking off. So through all this, Every week now, Larry sort of designs the set that I'm going to perform in front of. He changes his, he changes paintings. Um, he's actually debuted a couple paintings. 
um, during all of this. So that, that's been a surprise thing on, on how much the art and music, yes, you know, as a concept, it always goes together. But for yeah. some reason right now, it, it really has taken off, especially in this house. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's, it's been therapeutic, like, because, you know, we're in California now, so we can be outside all right. the time. Right. And he's got an outside studio. And uh, so, you know, he, he basically hasn't left the property, our house, for, mm -hmm. you know, eight months. Yeah. Um, I do the shopping. Uh, I leave about every 10 days and I go shop. But he's very content and very happy here because we have an outside studio set up and he's out there painting. Wow. So it's kept us, you know, it's kept us, you know, we're doing the things we love. Yeah. And we're very fortunate. And that's the other thing. We're very thankful for like, you know, we, where we are in life now. And um, we know that not everybody is. So we, you know, we just try to, um, you know, we try to be happy and we try to be, we, we remain thankful, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So you yeah. mentioned that you're in California. So you used to live in New York City, the big. Yeah, Africa. man. How do you feel about just leaving the Big Apple and now being in California? What are the differences? Do you miss yeah. New York? Oh, I, I mean, I, once you've been in New York, you realize that there's no other place in the world yeah. like it. And uh, so, yeah, we miss it. I miss it severely. I, I had great friendships there. I was there for a long time. Um, one of my favorite people is my buddy Lester, who would call me and we'd go have coffee. <laughs> I remember we were supposed to work together on something. Elijah, you remember? Yeah, and I, I got back with you. I know we never got to. We never got to, and that's always something very disappointing. No, I rem I remember exactly what happened. I that's when I was going through the arthritis. Oh yeah, yeah, you told me. And I woke that. up. I would wake up and just wouldn't even be able to walk. I remember that. Um, you and were, I remember the scene we were going to do was all walking. It was. We the, do you remember that? I do, of course, yeah. And so, yeah, that was, that was my biggest disappointment, too, that we never got to. Yeah, um, we never got to work. Yeah, because I remember seeing you were doing some acting. You were, you were really getting into it. Yeah. And I guess I want to ask you about that. Are you still interested in doing that, acting, or are you focusing on just music right now? Well, um, I, I'm actually um, uh, part of, I guess, I don't know how to say, um, there's a project that's being written and it's, it's going to script right now. What? So we're real excited. I'm, I'm real excited about that. Wait, this and, is your project? Um, it, there's three names away, but I'm just oh, there's, there's two of us involved in it, and oh, the third wow. person is our, is our script writer, um, who I guess is now involved That's, in it. Oh, so are you filming out there in California, or are you going to film in New York? I don't know where we're going to film. Um, I'm not real sure. Maybe here. Listen, worth there's there's some scenes um, that we may who knows do in Akron, Ohio. Uh, wow. where I'm from so I don't yeah. I don't know I'm excited I'm excited it's gonna have, it's got a lot of my music in it and the oh, lead wow. character really? the lead character is kind of based on me oh I love that I'm so happy to hear that oh that's awesome so when is that supposed to happen do you guys have a definitive date? Uh, I think we're just waiting on sort of the script uh, to be okay. polished I know that they're you know the writer um They've been going back and forth. That's great. But I love that. That's yeah. been something fun to, to do, too. Like, we Zoom. Like, the script writer, you know, you know the person that is writing it knows me, um, you know, very well. Right. Okay. And But the script writer kind of, you know, knows me. So we've been having, like, we would have a Zoom meeting, and he would ask me just, like, you know, tell me about this. I'm reading about this. Can you tell me about this? You know, because some of the things are real events for my life. Oh. So, you know, so it's been, it's been fun. It has. It's, it's been really uh, interesting. And 
it's a process though you know it's a long yeah. long process i know i know but yeah keep me posted on that that's awesome. i will congratulations on that thanks so, yeah and, and in terms of just being a singer do you ever find that your voice gives out because all those performances that you're doing and that you're giving i'm sure it must be tough on your voice how are you able to sustain that level of excellence? I'm just curious. Well, um, some, uh, I'm not sure if they'd rate it as excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I mean. It is. You know, if, if you tour, you're, you're doing that every night. You know, oh. now you, you, mostly you're a younger man when you're out touring. But, you know, what I've learned to do now is. Um, be pretty disciplined about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I only have to do nine songs um, okay. once a week. But during the time, I spend the time like um, on Mondays. I mean, I'm cramming, you know, I, I've decided on what six songs I want to do. And I just start cramming them. I just start rehearsing them. Yeah. Um, it really warms my voice up. Um, Tuesday, I, I'm still going over in them. Wednesday, um, I want that to kind of be my last big effort. Um, and then Thursday, I'll just play guitar a lot of times going over these songs and won't sing. Yeah. So that gives my voice a day off. But, you know, I guess the point is I, I always try to keep my voice in shape. Oh, very nice line. That's a nice line right there. Keep so, your voice in shape. That's what like my Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday do. Saturday, I tend not to um, do much. Well, I mean, well, that's not true, I, I, at least performing-wise, but, you know, this place turns into, like, a nightclub on the <laughs> nights of the show. I've got, yeah. I've got speakers set up, and I've got a PA set up, and, you know, you're, you're trying to compensate because, again, you're just going through the speaker in this phone, uh, and that's what's being broadcast. Mm. So yeah. I, I want to... You know, so Saturday I usually spend, you know, putting everything away, wrapping up the, rolling up the mic cords and unplugging my guitar cables, and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think. Yeah. It's sort of the same with acting or rather interviewing people because I'm doing everything via Zoom now. So now yeah. you have to figure out a way to still make it look good because you're not doing it in person anymore right. so you got to figure out creative ways to to make it work but i, I wanted to ask you because i'm fascinated by the idea of you're setting things up preparing for all these performances you ever thought about doing a documentary where you show behind the scenes of how everything happens because people don't really see everything that you put into getting ready for your show every week and i feel like that in itself is a production it's a completion <laughs> you know yeah. and, and 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 it's between you know and larry too because larry's also trying to like okay how do i want the set to look this oh, one yeah you know i mean what painting am i going to use uh yeah. oh i used to paint two weeks ago i don't want to do it again or you know we have these big columns too beside and uh you know i it's every week he's pushing it too yeah true but it'd be nice to see how the two of you work it's space, great right? yeah it's, i would love it's to take see we need one more person oh we need one more to film it i guess well i mean i could i i could set things up it's on the, a tripod uh, tripods and, yeah. yeah you don't need a third yeah. person i just think yeah. it would be great because nowadays it's all about how can you market something that you're marketing so it's like you have the show, but within the show, you have everything that goes into making the show. And that in itself is a separate project. So it's just- It is. I love the behind the scenes. I, I mean, I've done those. Yeah. I've done those like on my records, like on the Better Man record, you can actually put that in your computer and there's a behind the scenes on it. I saw that. Uh, um, and YouTube. Remember, I, I have a lot of the be uh, behind the scenes for, I did the making of uh, the- beautiful video that my whole family's in. I did a behind the scenes documentary of that. Um, I think I saw that. Making of the Better Man record. And then I have one for a record 
called Bad Dream, but I haven't put it out yet. Oh, okay. Because that is going to be the soundtrack for another project. I, uh, I, um, I actually wrote this myself. Oh, so wait, another project is in a film? Yeah, well, it's not. It's not at. It's not at that level yet. I have the soundtrack on, and I, um, I have a two hundred page story written. You wrote it. I wrote it. Yeah. But it's not in script form. I mean, again, I'd have to, I, I, you know, I got it's it. a process. I, got um, it. I wrote it in the, um, I wrote it in the form that I was comfortable writing in. I've never really written script. Mm. You know, I've written, you know, stories, um, yeah. you know, uh, nonfiction, um, you know, fiction stuff. But, uh, you know, script writing is a whole different thing. So I wasn't really comfortable. So I just wrote a story like I would uh, for a book if it was going to be published or something. Right. I got yeah. you. That might be another yeah. idea book. That's what this is now. This is in the shape of a book. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. And I'll give this to, I'll give this to somebody and they can write script, you know, from it. Yeah. I, I remember when I first heard your music, I was just blown away because I was feeling like, who is this celebrity? Right? <laughs> who is this guy? I don't know if you remember. And then I messaged you and you actually got back to me. You probably don't remember this, but you actually wrote me back and said, hey, yeah, let's let's grab coffee. Let's get something to eat. I, yeah. I can't believe it. Because nowadays you reach out to people and they feel like they're superstars and they're like they don't even write you back but i couldn't believe how nice and generous you were i met up with you we hung out and we chatted and I yeah and we've we've remained friends right. all these years and yeah. and the thing is now like you you are really giving us things to follow <laughs> <laughs> well we both are we both are i think that's important we're still out there moving and shaking and making things happen. And that song, and I wish that you would play it more. I love Smile. That's one oh, of my Smile favorite thing, yeah. songs of all time. I'm serious. And I'm not just talking about on a certain level. I'm talking about all time. I love that song. Thanks. Yeah. Can yeah. you just talk to us about that song, Smile, and what inspired it? Why does it mean so much to you? Because I'm sure it does. It has a great meaning. I just love the song. It makes me feel good. Yeah, well, you know, Smile for Me was the first um, video that charted for me on uh, MTV and Logo, their New Now Next. Oh. So um, for the year 2008, it was in the top 10 for most of that year. So for the year 2008, Smile for Me was number eight for the year. Yeah. So I was, I was proud of that. Um, smile for me came from, um, you know, I had found my, my partner had passed in the night and his mother called and said, can you go to his place? And I found him and I, I just, you know, he was a big magnanimous guy with a big, huge smile. And, uh, you know, when I found him, it was like, that's all I wanted. I just wanted to see his smile, you know, like, just please smile for me, you know? Oh. So it was kind of, it was, it was, I was still probably pretty um, influenced by that event. Yeah, bittersweet. You know, it's bittersweet. Yeah. Um, and then, I, it, you know, as you're writing a song like that, you're reflecting on all the great things yeah. that were also in that relationship, you know. Yeah. I, I so, just, yeah. Yeah, no, so that's that's what that, that song's, that's what, you know, that song's about. I think it, a lot of people were attracted to that song because it, it was a real honest, um, I, I didn't try to edit my feelings at all. I mean, it was just, yeah, this is, you know, what I'm feeling. Right. I, I think when people hear that, they get it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like people or artists generally make the best music from tough experiences. 
I feel like that always brings out the best. I feel yeah. like some of my best songs are songs that I made when I was really feeling something. And so I love that that song represents that. I never knew that. I just love the song. It feels so good. So in terms of your songs, right? Because I feel like your songs need to be in movies. They're, yeah. they're that good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're that good. And, Thank you. And yeah. I just wanted to ask you, are you looking to try to get your music license somehow? Or maybe there's a connection out there for you to get your music in some of these blockbuster movies. Why not, right? Yeah. I'm always, always looking for that. Yeah. Um, it's so hard because the labels that that promotes, that that's such a great promotion for someone's music. Yeah, I know. And so it's really hard because I don't have as much to offer as like, you know, a label would. But yeah, I'm always looking for opportunities like that. And that that's one reason... Um, that movie is being scripted right now because yeah, all your music. Um, I, actually, it's so funny because the my friend Randy, she's she's writing it, and her daughter uh, came in during one of my shows and became a, a fan of my music because I've known that family for you know ten years living in New York City, and the daughter looked at her mom and said, "Why isn't he famous, mom?" <laughs> That's my, that was my reaction when I heard you. And so she took it, Randy took it as, well, that's, why isn't he? So uh, she started writing, something clicked in her. And she started writing this story and started listening to the music. And she asked me for lyrics of the songs so that she was trying to. What? And she came up with this really great story all on her own. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so. and it's gonna highlight your music too. Well, it's it's all through it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna be acting in it too? I, I hope to. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, your music's in there. Might as well get some uh, cameos. I mean, it, I, I'm supposed to, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, I get it. I get it. Wow, I can't wait to see that. You know, because I feel like with music these songs tell stories. So it'd be interesting to see how she was able to connect your songs to the movie. I, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be and, awesome. And the cool thing that she did was she, she read the lyrics first. I mean, okay. she, she knew the songs, but you know, sometimes when you're listening to music, you're not really getting all the lyrics. And you know, so she read all the lyrics first um, and then started writing things and then came to me and said, Hey, uh, you know, if she had a question about specific lyrics or something, Yeah. but I, the cool thing is she went with her own gut instinct on what these lyrics mean. And an artist would much rather have you do that yeah. and be completely wrong than me tell you what the but song means. means. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cause it's, it's just not important. It's, 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 it's how people interpret. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to ask exactly. you about that, Elijah. You know what you should do? And you don't have to do it every day, but maybe once a week or something like that. Maybe just post a small snippet of some of your lyrics to maybe each song that you did. Just sort yeah. of highlighting your songs and your music and then telling a story about like these lyrics right here. This is what I was thinking at the time when I wrote this, because I feel like it would just keep your fans engaged. And I think it's just, I don't know. I think people would really appreciate that. Cause again, these are your words. These are your stories. And yeah. it, it'd be a good way to get people to just tune into your stuff. What do you think? Um, yeah. You know, oddly, because I've been doing these shows, I've been rotating. I don't know. There's probably about 15 originals. I kind of rotate in, in the mix. Mm -hmm. uh, I pick three, three a week. One of them is always believe. I always end with my song believe. Yeah. yeah. And then the other two, I, but you know, now that I've been playing them a lot, people have been hearing them more and they do start. I start getting private messages about, you know, lyrics. Yeah. And, you know, there's not a whole lot to distract it from because it's just me and my 12-string performing these Friday night shows, you know. So 
Yeah. You know, they're they're kind of getting the lyrics and they are. Look how dark it's getting here. I can't believe it. It's getting so dark already. No, it looks great though. You look great. I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the lighting is great. <laughs> yeah. I'm three hours behind you, but it's starting to get, you know. Yeah. The sun gets behind the mountains here, you know, a, a little earlier too than Okay. You know, you don't have to deal with mountains. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. See, what are you planning on doing for the holidays? I know you got Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas, New Year's. Any yeah. plans? I know you're a big family guy. I'm a big family guy, and it's breaking my heart not to be able to go home this year. Yeah. And Larry, too, because he grew up in southern Indiana. So when we go home, you know, we go um, – you know, to, you know, we, we see my family, of course, and then we go, uh, and spend time with his family. Oh, so, so yeah. So this year, you know, it's just, listen, we're here. We're not going to take any chances. Right. Um, you know, um, we're here and, uh, we're going to make the most of it. We've listen, we've hung in this long and, you know, really, to be honest, like I said, we feel pretty fortunate. Yeah. So even though I wish I was going to be home, I'm thankful that I'm going to have a home to go to, you know, right. hopefully in, in the next few months, you I know, agree. Yeah. things will, you know, turn around a little bit. Right. Do you do a lot and, of face? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do a lot of uh, FaceTiming and Zooming. and Okay. There's sometimes, there's sometimes where, uh, there's 15 of us zoom, <laughs> all zooming. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Really? Oh, we put it on the TV because so you can see everybody. everybody. <laughs> I, you know, my family's huge. So, yeah. and you know, the, the kids now, you know, my older nieces and nephews are getting married. Oh, uh, and they're having kids. And so, you know, we did this really cool Halloween. We actually did the coolest thing we've done was for Halloween. Um, well, my sister and mom had told us and my niece had told us they were going to get together with my nephews, my great nephews, who are like uh, three and like one and a half okay. for Halloween. And so what we did was they set up in the back of a van and they had this like uh, pipe going down and me and Larry would be here and we did it on zoom. So the kids could see it. We'd stir this pot and Larry would pour this candy in it, you know, Aww. and then the candy would shoot out to them in Akron, Ohio. It would come down this uh, shoot. Yeah. We'd be like, hey, these are Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever, and we'd pour them in. And then my sister would shoot them down. So the kids were kind of freaking out. They're like, where, where is this coming from? How are they doing that? I love it. It was fun. We had masks on, and, you know, they all got together. But they want they had to be outside. So, yeah. you know, we did it, like, in mid-October on a, you know, on a nice day. So that, that was one of the fun things. Funner times. <laughs> yeah. Is there a video? Where can we see that? Is that available? Uh, no, they just, you know, it was, oh. it was so quick. Okay. <laughs> you know, they, it was like a Zoom. We Zoomed okay. it. Because, you know, with Zoom, you can record stuff. So I wasn't sure if they recorded the... Oh, you didn't record it. Okay. I don't think they did. I know I didn't. Oh, all right, Don. That would have been fun to watch. Listen, I was too busy pouring stuff in a uh, <laughs> big black pot. Yeah, yeah. Larry had a broom. <laughs> He's got this broom. <laughs> I can already see it. I can already It was see fun. It. it was fun. And the kids loved it. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask you two more questions, Elijah, because I know it's getting dark. <laughs> but it looks great. It looks great. I was going to ask, but one is the hair. I see you, you got the hair. The hair still looks great and fabulous. Oh, yeah. What, what's, got a lot of hair. Yeah. What's the secret? How can I get some of that hair? Because my <laughs> hairline is receding. Can you talk to me about the hair? What goes into keeping the hair so full and, and so full of volume? How, how do you get that? I mean, 
the one thing, and we all know what the first thing is. The first thing we don't want to talk about is the first thing it is. And it's genetics. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm lucky because um, hair runs pretty rampant in my family. Okay. So we all have pretty decent hair. You know, we're Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern descent. So we oh. have our hair is pretty good. Yeah, um, great. And then I use I use uh, I use Pantene. <laughs> oh, Pantene! My other friends did the same thing. He has great hair too. Yeah, yeah. And his name I, is Brad. You, know, you condition it, condition yeah. it every day. I put some conditioner in my beard. Yeah, um, looks good. And uh, you know, I, and my hair is it. It is. This is so funny to say, but it is naturally curly. <laughs> really, it is. So wow. it's like, it's hard to see now, but it's like, I can you see know, it. Oh, I can see it. It's really just naturally curly. So it, it just yeah. does that. I know Larry has a great beard too. I've seen his beard. His beard looks and good. no hair. Yeah, I know. Right. But the beard <laughs> is just like, yeah, it's, it's great. Okay. And my, my last question is just in terms of, obviously we're dealing with some tough times right now, but yeah. One, what did you learn or what are you learning about? just people in general by going through this and what do you want people to remember you most by when everything is all said and done and your story is written? Yeah. I mean, I've learned that people are extreme. Mm. Um, I see people that would go that go out of their way to try to help people. Um, yeah, emotionally, you know, physically, um, and then I see other people that I don't know. It's like the, they've set themselves up in a competition, and they don't want to lose. And they're just, um, it's like a, a high stakes game that they're in. And that's been a little disappointing, to be honest, really to see. And, I, you know, I see it. I go out to the, you know, I, I go in the stores, you know, and yeah, I, I wear a mask everywhere I go. And uh, that's, that's what, that's one thing I don't like is, yeah. is, the you know people taking cheap shots at each other um for wearing masks right or for not or for not wearing masks yeah. i mean either either way really but i always have one on i would never think i would never think not of it of not having one on because i know that it makes other people uncomfortable it's not just about my beliefs I, you know, you have to be thoughtful of the other people. Um, you know, people that don't have masks on, you can see people just stay away from them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. But I, I hope that people remember that I always try to be kind and I always try to be helpful. Um, I know when I go out in public, I try to be very kind and very, you know, unassuming. Um yeah. Looking like I do, I don't. I try not to look uh, any scarier than yeah. I have, nah, especially look, with a mask on. You know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard for you to be unassuming because you stand out. You have a unique look. So yeah, that's what I always loved about you. You just embrace who you are. You're not trying to be something that you're not. You've always been comfortable in your own skin. I think a lot of people can learn from that. I I think. I mean, I'm. I, I'm lucky because I found out early that you have more of a shot at being what you want to be if you can just be who you are while, you know. Yeah, it's really that simple, right? It, 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 it is. Yeah. I mean, they, they always say, like, you know, set your eye on the prize, you know. Set your eye on the prize. But th that's not what you're thinking about, like, for an athlete or for an actor or for a musician. That's not what you're thinking about when you're 
running laps, trying to get in shape, or you're trying to memorize and crunch lines, uh, or you're trying to learn songs that, you know, are very difficult or, you know, whatever, like you think about those moments and then, you know, if you're the athlete, you know, if you can keep your focus on just this workout, getting in shape, doing those things, getting better for the game, getting ready for the game, you're going to be successful. You're going to have success, but it's because you kept your focus small. You kept your focus on getting ready for that game. You know, no one gets ready. I'm, I'm practicing to score a million touchdowns this week or, you know, that's not the way it goes. You know, uh, you know, uh, if you do all the right things, you might score, you know, touchdowns. Good point. But, you know, you, you keep it, you know, you keep it small. You know, you try to be, you know, you try to be the first. First yeah. in the sprint, you know, first in laps. You know, I want to be the, I want to do the most push-ups. I want to do the most sit-ups. And it's, so those things can happen. Right. Those other things. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, I got one last question. I was going to end on that, but one last question. I remember you did a cover for this song. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's called Outside Looking In. And I don't know if you knew this, but I did my own version of it in a rap style. Really? Yeah, and I was going to send it to you, but I forgot to do it. But I'm going to send it to you because I was so inspired and just moved by your cover. I don't know, do you remember performing that, singing it? I do. It's one of my fans, they always love when I do it. I I think you're talking about Aaron Lewis from Disturbed. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name, but I just know the name of the song. Yeah, and it's, he is someone I really admire because I think he's a real genuine, uh, genuine man. Yeah. I, I think he's like just real level-headed. I don't think he ever really got caught up with fame. Um, I think he's like a performer that is real comfortable grabbing his guitar, stepping out on stage with a band, without a band, and you know, yeah. Well, I'd love to hear your version of that song. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm gonna send it to you. It's. It's obviously the hook and everything is there, but I have my rap verses in between. And I'm going to send it to you. I'll send it to you either via email or through Facebook. Okay. What, what, can I ask you a question now? Yeah. <laughs> you, you come on my show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I, won't have a, I won't have the cool uh, opening of your show like you do where you're driving the bus, though. That oh, is yeah. You saw that? I loved it. I loved it. Uh, and I always dreamed, I always fantasized in New York, I would be catching a bus and when you opened up the door, it would be you driving, but it never happened. <laughs> we gotta do the movie. I, we gotta make the movie I know. happen. Because that's we what gotta I, do that. Yeah, that's something but, I want to do. Okay. Let me ask you, what about that song attracted you to it? Oh, look at you, Elijah. Okay, Mr. Interviewer. Okay, so yeah. at that time, I remember recording the song. And I was just coming to terms with coming out okay. in my music. Because obviously I was already out. And when I mean out, I'm talking about being gay. So that was one of the first songs that I recorded where I rapped about being gay. Okay. And so I always felt like I was on the outside looking in while everybody was playing and having fun and doing various things. I just felt like an outsider. So that's why that song spoke to me. I don't really know the meaning behind his song, but I know when I think of someone looking on the outside, that's what I see. And so I was just speaking from that perspective. That's so cool. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think his appeal as an artist is going after that you know that's his yeah i think that's his his niche he's looking for people he his you know yeah we all feel like that so that's cool that's cool we all do yeah so uh, hopefully moving forward 
we'll see more representation for gays and lesbians. I just want to see more of that on TV and and on commercials and in films. I want to see more of that. So that's the goal is to try to heighten that awareness so that people can see that, oh, there are, there are other people out there too who are just as talented, if not more talented. So that's that's the goal. That's a good goal. That's a good great goal, goal to have, yeah. Lester Green. Absolutely, Elijah Black. So how can people <laughs> follow up with you? I know you're on social media. You're performing once a week on Fridays. When do you perform? Yeah, every Friday night, uh, 5.30 my time here in, in the uh, Pacific, but 8.30 New York time. Right. Um, you just, just find me on Facebook, Elijah Black. It's, I broadcast it publicly. And if you ever miss, um, I've been putting these on my website too. So you can catch them. If you're not on Facebook, you can go just go to ElijahBlack.com. There's a media section, and it shows all the live videos. Uh, there's officially 23 of them up there wow. right now. It's <laughs> a nice number right there. Uh, yeah. I think this Friday, I'm going to do one this Friday. Well, this will broadcast after. Yeah, it'll probably. be. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but, yeah, keep, keep up the great work. I love the shows. I love you as a person. I love Larry as well. And I wish you nothing but success moving forward into the new year. Yeah, thanks, Lester. This has been great to be on your show. Um, thank, you for, thank you for coming. Out on the front lines. Out on the front lines. Like, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thank you, man. All Listen, right. happy Thanksgiving. Peace and love, brother. All right, bro. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right, love you, man. Love you, man. smile for me show me everything that you are cause if you smile for me you're gonna make me feel like a star cause you awaken me I'm loving everything that you are the sun shines for me so I can always see where you I'm
Thank you for listening to Out on the Front Lines. I am your host, Lester Green. I appreciate the support. Stay tuned for the next episode. Ciao.